Hey guys, jumping in real quick to tell you about the sponsor for this week's episode, the Satchel Podcast Player. If you like podcasts, you're going to want to check this out. There's no third-party ads, no on-screen ads, nothing like that. It's a great way to get connected with the content that you're listening to. You can even tweet directly into the podcast that you're listening to and even send a few dollars along to the podcast. For example, right now, if you like listening to Flash TV Talk, you could send us like, I don't know, $2, $3, $10, however much you feel like we're worth. You can do that directly in the Satchel Podcast Player. It's a great player. You got to check it out. If you're a podcaster, you can register your podcast at satchelplayer.com. Accelerating your fandom. This is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I am Bell. Bell, man, how are you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing pretty good, my friend. Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I think uh, we've got a great episode to talk about, one that has been just universally just uh, blessed and and so many great things uh, to say about this episode. I think it's going to be a fun discussion. Uh, but first, we got some housekeeping items to take care of. And that is, you know, we've talked about it before, but we got this uh, Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash panel to screen, where we're playing DC Universe Online. Well, we've got this amazing, amazing, great deal where we're going to be giving away some codes. We've teased it out before, but now we're going to give you the details. What you need to do is join us Sunday, May 15th. Join Sunday, us. Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Join us in game. Now, this is for the Xbox DC Universe Online. It's absolutely free to download, free to play. So you got no excuse if you got an Xbox One. Go ahead, download it, get on there. We're all going to meet up at Star Labs. So you got enough time between now and then to go on the game, find it, find out where Star Labs is. It's a really cool building. It's got these two big pillars, right? One of them has like this, uh, I guess, telescope thing jutting out of it. The other one has like a flat top on this uh round dome egg looking thing we'll all meet up on top of that egg looking thing i'll take a screenshot and post it out on our facebook page and twitter just to kind of uh, help make sure that everybody's there but anyway we're gonna be doing a meet up there if you can't join us in game you can still tune into the twitch stream uh, at twitch.tv slash panel to screen for the big flash fan meetup in dcuo that's dc universe online uh, on Xbox. And while we will be doing that, we will be giving away these codes, which contain the DC Universe Online Ultimate Edition. We got two of those to give away and one uh, three months of game time. Man, the DCUO Ultimate Edition, that's like almost like, I think that's like like almost a hundred dollar value. It's its a massive thing. I know. It's nuts, dude. I, I <laughs> like, I, I'm kind of wanting to make a shadow account and like, <laughs> no. you know, join in and be like, hey, I'm here, guys. Give me the code. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, Fast Bro's got everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that, that's good. So you'll probably be fast, bro. I'll either be mirror bro or cold bro. Um, I'm enjoying mirror bro so much, so I'll probably be him. But one way or the other, so y'all, y'all join us. It'll be a lot of fun. Again, that's this coming Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Time. Uh, we're going to meet up at Star Labs. Look, if you need directions, look on Facebook, look on Twitter. We'll post that out this week, so you'll be able to find it. Uh, we'll be looking for you. And again, if you can't, uh, if you can't join us in-game, you can tune in at twitch.tv slash panel to screen. Should be a lot of fun. One last housekeeping item before we jump into the episode. Next week, I will actually be in Mexico uh, enjoying a little uh, much-needed R&R with the Mrs. So it should be a lot of fun. But fear not, because you will still have some Flash TV talk. In fact, our good friend Derek Russell from Starkville Labs will actually be joining Bell to uh, to host Flash TV talk next week. It is a possibility the episode might be out a day later than normal, but still, we will have it for you, and you will be able to enjoy it with probably far better commentary 
uh, than anything that you've ever experienced. Do you think that I'm a geek when it comes to time travel? <laughs> no, no, no. You don't know Derek Russell. Trust me. See, this, this, I, dude, I'm super excited for next week's episode. It's basically going to be an hour of us like talking about dimensional physics and stuff. I think uh, it's it's going to be nerd nerd to the max. So uh, you, oh, yeah. you, you be sure to check it out, uh, and uh, we'll have that for you next week. That's all the housekeeping items out of the way. So, man, let's go ahead and jump into the rundown. The Rundown. Episode 21 of Season 2, The Runaway Dinosaur, directed by Kevin Smith and story by Zach Stentz. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, Jesse and Wally are found unconscious. Wally recovers, but Jesse remains in a coma. Meanwhile, Cisco has a vibe of Barry and realizes that he's still alive. Barry wakes up in his own bedroom and finds, quote, Joe downstairs. Joe explains what he really is, a physical manifestation of the speed force. Joe informs Barry that he cannot leave unless he catches a mysterious moving figure. Cisco and Wells create a path into the speed force so that Barry can escape, but Barry chooses to remain so that he can earn his powers back. As he pursues the figure, other speed force entities challenge Barry on what it means to be a hero and how he cannot become the Flash until he finally accepts his mother's death. Barry shares a moment with his, quote, mother, which allows him to finally catch the moving figure himself. His powers restored, and with help from Cisco and Iris, Barry returns to Star Labs to save the team from the reanimated corpse of Tony Woodward. Uh, afterwards, Barry uses Speed Force energy to bring Jesse out of her coma. Across town, Zoom has assembled a metahuman army, which he plans to unleash on Central City. Bum, bum, bum! <laughs> okay, uh, so... Everybody has been talking about, you know, this is Kevin Smith's directorial debut on The Flash. That is, of course, Kevin Smith, beloved by uh, many, if not all, geeks out there. Here's the thing. Kevin Smith did a fantastic job. But honestly, for me, for my money, my hat's off to Mr. Zack Stentz. Because this right here, the writing in this episode, the way the characters interacted, the things they said, man, it made me so happy. Probably at the very top of my list, well... We'll get to what's on the top of my list. But next to the top of my list is the fact that we had that scene where very specifically Cisco talks to Iris and I think Henry <laughs> and says very specifically, no, 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 that wasn't Harrison Wells last season. That was Eobard Thawne. I stood up in my chair. I applauded. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling him by his real name. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's funny, too, because, you know, hearing Kevin Smith talk about this episode, he was like. A, I'm, it, I'm super happy that they that they allowed me to direct an episode. And B, the script that I get to direct by mm. Zach Stentz is the best script that anyone would want to direct. Exactly. Look, Zach Stentz, I mean, he he this guy is has got some really famous uh, screenplays under his belt. X-Men First Class. Ever heard of it? No. Is that a, is that a movie about uh, – well, I'm not going to make that joke because it's kind of rude. But <laughs> – Anyway, X-Men First Class, really. That's awesome. What else has he got? Thor. Thor? He wrote, I like Thor, man. Thor's awesome. I liked The Dark World, but yes, I liked no, the I, I like Dark World, well. too. Don't get me wrong. But like the first Thor is like, you know, it's so good, I want to throw my beer on the ground right now. <laughs> Another. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Look, man, Zach, uh, he did a fantastic job. And honestly, that scene made me so happy. Uh, that I, you could just tell, I was like, you know what, something's different because like this entire season, whenever they talk about Wells, quote unquote, Wells from last season, they always, always refer to him as Wells as a part, as opposed to Eobard. So having the characters actually acknowledge that that was Eobard Thawne, it's, it's a rare thing. And I could tell somebody's been paying attention and somebody wants these characters to be, you know, as intelligent as the audience that's watching them. Not that's don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the writers before don't think that we think that they're intelligent. I'm just saying 
Good on you, Zach. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm not trying well, to. I, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I get what you're saying. I, I can guarantee you that he's probably sitting there watching all these episodes, going, "Why has no one addressed this?" Yes. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to. Address That's what this. I'm saying. I think <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is really what it gets down to. The other writers, they do a fantastic job, and and to some extent with television, you know, especially some of these higher concepts, you got to make it consumable for the average viewer. Right. Of which, you know, let's face it, you and I are not the average viewer. And and probably the majority of people listening to this podcast are, you know, would fall more under the, you know, fan slash fanatic in, in that uh, category as opposed to just the average viewer. I'm saying that Zach is clearly one of us. That's the scene that we would write. You know what I mean? Like that's the scene yeah. that, that somebody who's sitting there and every single time the, the word Wells comes up in reference to Eobard, it probably drives them crazy. So anyway, I'm, I'm maybe I'm making assumptions, but I do say I want to say as much as we love Kevin Smith and as much as he did a fantastic directorial job and everybody's been talking about that. You cannot overlook Zach Stentz and what he brought to this episode. And again, to reiterate, Kevin Smith also acknowledges this quite a bit. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, 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 the, the thing about the script that's so wonderful is Zach really gets these characters. You know, like he, he, he really understands who the Flash is. He understands mm. who Iris is. He mm. understands these characters, not just from the comic books, but from the TV show. Yep. You yep, know, yep, and, yep. and I think it's so excellent job. All right, man. So the runaway dinosaur, also known as Barry goes to the speed force. Uh, <laughs> as we, as we kind of knew, dude, where's my universe? Dude, where's my physical corporeal body? Yeah. Uh, dude, where's my m- mommy issues? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so Barry goes to the speed force. Uh, you know, we speculated last week, of course, you know, we saw the preview, but, but even before we saw the preview, we got an inkling that Barry was not, of course, dead, that the title character did not uh, kick it in that cataclysmic moment from last season, but in fact, uh, had become one with the Speed Force, or more specifically, uh, he actually ended up in the Speed Force. Now, this is a different manifestation from the Speed Force that we've seen. You know, it is uh, almost pulling from his memories. He ends up talking to uh, a we, uh, they, they, they did they, yeah. they, they never really say it's, that I, I have an idea, but, but yeah, they never say who we is at first. I thought it was the watchers. Yeah. Right. When they said like, we were here at the beginning of the, uh, <laughs> with the, we were here at the beginning of the universe. Yeah. We were here before the big bang and we'll be here after the heat death of the universe. And I was like, are these the watchers? I know. I almost, are the guardians is kind of what or I was guardians. Thinking. Yeah. Guardians. Yeah. The Watcher is Marvel. I was about to say. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the Guardians, man, they tied to the, the Green Lanterns and everything else. But uh, no, I mean, as Barry starts asking these questions, he starts uh, finding out that there is some sort of entity or some sort of embodiment of the Speed Force that he's he's actually talking to as he's working through and processing some of his internal issues. Now, we'll get into more of the higher concepts there later on in the episode. Uh, but for now, let's focus on the fact that he is dealing with you know, his own personal uh, hangups, right? His own mental blockades as they relate to, of course, the death of his mother. Now, this episode really, really honed in on that relationship. I mean, there was not a dry eye throughout. Uh, but man, what 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 was your big takeaway from uh, the Nora Allen return? The quote unquote, I suppose, Nora Allen return. Sort of speaking specifically of that scene. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I feel like the the whole sequence in which he's actually in the Speed Force, I mean, he has some good interaction with, you know, not Joe slash not Iris uh, slash not Henry, but really it, it, it's all pushing him, right? It's all pushing him to the big moment, which is him and quote unquote, Nora Allen. Yeah. So that was really cool for me because, you know, they've, they've been kind of, you know, hinting and, and, and dropping stuff here and there that. There's nothing physically different between how Zoom, Eobard, and Barry run. 
yeah, because they, they they mention how you know the, the the footsteps or stuff like that. I, I know they mentioned that at some point, uh, there, but there's no physical difference between how they run. But Zoom and Eobard were still faster. Okay, and so so that's oh, why they right, right, the, right, right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they make the tachyon device. And once he gets a tachyon device, he's like super fast. You know, after that. Uh, but I, you know, I, I I was always thinking. I was like, well, there's something mental. They're gonna have some some kind of Barry is gonna have something happen to him or have some realization where. Uh, that's what's going to be the blockade that, that that's removed that allows him to run fast, that allows him to beat Zoom, that allows him to become this fully realized Flash. Mm. And mm. Did, did him coming to terms with the death of his mother, I thought, I thought that was the perfect thing to do. Like just just you know watching him talk to Nora, but it's not Nora, but he knows that, and at the same time he doesn't care because you know it's it's kind of. The speed force is a really weird thing, and we'll talk about it later. Again. <laughs> I just but, uh, the, the emotion, man. Let's get to the emotion. Yeah, we'll get, we'll yeah, get to no, the it, super it was, science and OMG speed force and all that later. But but the emotion, right? Because this just, that's really what it, it comes down to. Yeah, it's just it's an opportunity for him to to have some closure. You know, like he never. I, I didn't know he never went to his mother's grave. Like, and they show that, and it's like, yeah. wow, that's huge. And just this 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 powerful moment for him to actually finally sit down and and have the conversation that he couldn't even have previously when he went back in time and, and visited his mother because she died too soon. Right. Mm. Yeah. And, I'll, oh yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, I was going to say like, so, you know, he goes back in time. He can't save his mother. Then he has a conversation with her, but it's not what he needs. And this is what he needs. And this, this, this last come to <laughs> come to mama uh, <laughs> talk as it will not, not necessarily come to Jesus, but a come to mama talk. Uh, it was, it was great, man. It was just great. Augustine knocked it out of the park. You know, uh, yeah, powerful scene. Both the actress and the and uh, and the actor there doing just a fantastic job. Really bringing it home. I even found myself choked up. And I, I got to tell you, I'm not a big, you know, the the. You know, uh, the the whole mother re- mother son relationship doesn't really impact me as as heavily. I don't I don't know for whatever reason that doesn't resonate with me. And so maybe I got my own mommy issues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I you know I've never I'm that's for whatever reason, that's a through line that, you know, it's, it's a, hmm, how do I put this? It was a powerful scene and it definitely even got me kind of emotionally involved with what was going on. Uh, but the thing is, Barry is not Batman, right? Barry is not Bruce. No, I'll, I'll put it this way. Uh, if, if Bruce, <laughs> if, if Barry was Bruce Wayne, we would have flashpoints like all the time, right? Because <laughs> he would constantly be trying to go back over and over and over again and save, save his parents. Uh, and, yeah. and the fact of the matter is we need a flash with closure. I mean, yes, one way or the other, I mean, the, the death of his mom is always, he's always going to carry that, but he's always also going to carry the love of his mother as well. And so he, he needs kind of a sense of closure so that he can move past that and have kind of, uh, to some extent that mental block out of his way. You know, for Batman, it's a driving force, right? For Batman, it's it's this constant thing where he's every single villain represents the the faceless, you know, Joe Chill uh, that he can that he can kind of imprint and and push that rage on. Barry doesn't need that. Barry needs to strive towards more. Barry needs to strive towards hope. Barry needs to be more than you know, kind of uh, human limitations. And that's really what this was all about, in my opinion. With him kind of communing with the Speed Force, it was really about him projecting himself and propelling himself beyond his human limitations. The biggest of which is getting over mortality, and, and more specifically, uh, you know, the death of his mother. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's it's one of those things where it's it's not just the death of his mother that he has to get over. It's the fact that 
these tragedies will follow him for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And and if and if he's going to be a hero and he's going to be the best hero that he can be, that's that's a realization that he has to come to terms with. And uh, because he can't always be looking over his shoulder trying to save everybody, it's it's one of those things where you know, they, like they say, where you know he valued his own life at more than his mother's. And then I want to say it was uh, uh, Henry or or Speed Force Henry uh, was like, well, well, what about all the people that you saved? Do their lives have no have no value? Mm-hmm. You know, in this kind of thing here. So you know that that that's that's how the Flash is unlocked. As it were, you know, that's coming to the realization that tragedy will follow him because he is a hero, because he chooses to do good. People will. uh, And because he's powerful, you know, people will come to challenge that kind of like kind of like in uh, Civil War, you know, the whole through through line through Civil War that that, that, uh, Vision was talking about. So, yeah, this is what the Flash needs in order to become a fully realized hero. And just what, what a better way than to have this super emotional moment with Nora. Let me ask you this. Is The Runaway Dinosaur an actual book? Um, quickly, Google. Let's see, because I was just Googling that myself. And of course, all you can find is the um, chat room. Help us out here. Is that an actual book? Um, I don't think it is. I, you know, it seems so. The entire first page of Google results is all is, yeah it's all flash so it's it's not and i'm yeah. looking on amazon and i can't find it there either so this is not a real book but i mean yeah it's so that's the thing lex mercury in the chat is 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 comparing it to the runaway bunny and that's kind of what i was wondering so so was this like a dc analog for the runaway bunny oh it has to be dude look at this <laughs> yeah the cover is the same uh, same looking thing well and the uh, and the storyline's the same as well, right? So I mean it, it, I don't I don't know that's what I'm looking at. You never read the Runaway Bunny? Your mama never read you the one Runaway Bunny? Uh my mama read me the back of a belt until I read <laughs> the back of my true. eyes. That's not true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're sorry, Bell's mom. He's just he, that's not that's not accurate. <laughs> Uh, no, all no, right. My, my, my parents just, you know, left me in my yurt in the backyard. And, uh, <laughs> that's, that's I taught myself to read the runaway buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. That is terrible. Zach Stentz, uh, Brett in the chat is saying that Zach Stentz has, has said that, uh, it, it is in fact based off the runaway bunny, but I will say this, the, the comparison, the runaway dinosaur does have somewhat of a du- uh, double meaning here because not only is it this book in reference to this book that, um, you know, Barry shares a special moment and special memory with his mother on, uh, but also kind of a a reference to what's going on back in the real world with a uh, a runaway former villain, right? So here we have like season one a zombified girder. <laughs> <laughs> so who would win in a fight, girder, Colossus, or zombie girder? Uh, Colossus, <laughs> hands down, because Colossus has what we like to call in the medical community higher brain functions. <laughs> <laughs> You must wake up and be hero with your higher brain functions. Four or five moments. That is all it takes when you go against a zombie. That wake was... up, hero. Brush teeth, hero. Eat breakfast, hero. <laughs> uh, zombie Girder is uh, is on the scene here. Uh, now, they, they say, Cisco kind of makes some comments here, right? So what they did with kind of jump-starting uh, the, the particle accelerator or, or the, kind of the speed force backlash or something reactivated his brain? Uh, reactivated his yeah. body, I guess. The, the, yeah, the, the the dark matter and all that kind of stuff, and the electricity. Uh, uh, the, the dark matter plus the electricity. Yeah, it it 
I guess since the brain had been dead for so long, all the higher functions weren't there. And so it just sort of reanimated this like basal, like survival mode mm. lizard brain, basically. Uh, and I think that's what, that's what he was running off of. Man, creepy stuff. What a cool concept. Like, like having a zombie that can also turn to metal. Dude, I'll tell you what, I was really confused. Yeah, seriously, that would be horrifying, right? But <laughs> <laughs> I was really confused when he came back because I'm sitting there and I'm so caught up in this episode and all the stuff that's going on with the Speed Force that like I forgot in the previous episode that they, you know, detonated the particle accelerator explosion. Yeah, that totally I, happened. <laughs> yeah, like, I was just remembering that Barry was gone and they were looking for him. And I didn't even think about that, uh, that, that, uh, that Jesse and Wally had gotten affected by this. I didn't even think about anything else being affected by it. And then all of a sudden zombie girder shows up. I'm like, wait a second. Uh, how is he back? And why do they have him there? And then, then that's, that's when Cisco kind of chimes in. He's like, I guess the dark matter, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Oh yeah, that right. There's an explosion last episode. <laughs> right. Right. We, you, they got more metahumans. Like actually you predicted that that would happen. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I also uh, predicted a couple things that we'll talk about later when we actually get to that. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I had some, I, I re-listened to the episode last week just to kind of confirm the things that I was thinking or that I might have called. I, I got some pretty good, pretty good guesses in there. Yeah. You got some good ones in man. So Girder uh, creates a, a good opportunity. <laughs> Solomon Girder in the chat. <laughs> Solomon Girder. <laughs> wow. Well done. Born on a Tuesday. Died on a Tuesday. Reanimated on a Tuesday. Because the flash comes on Tuesday. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you followed me on there. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Uh, yeah, no, so Gerter, Gerter, uh, Undead Gerter provides a really interesting kind of uh, revisiting of the character without a rehashing of the character uh, and also puts the heroic team sans Flash in a pretty good predicament, right? Because this is a this is a villain with a personal vendetta against Iris uh, or at least a, a personal interest in Iris, we should say. Uh, and and also somebody that despite Cisco tech, they were unable to defeat. So having, you know, there, there was a kind of a moment where Cisco was like, I'm out of ideas and I'm kind of like, you know, turn to the dark side, use the force push thing. You you know, you, you got more. <laughs> I'm kind of like for a minute there, I mean, it would have taken away from, you know, Barry's reentry into the world, but, but I, I was thinking about the fact that, you know, Cisco is being put more and more in these moments where, you know, he theoretically anyway, should be able to step up. You mean like, like is, is Cisco, here's the question. Is Cisco holding himself back still? Or does he yes. really not realize that he has he has the you know he's got the power? Doop 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 doop. Yeah, no, he's totally holding himself back. But I don't think that anyone outside of Barry is going to be able to convince him to not be afraid of his powers. Yeah, yeah, no, because I think- no one else with if you don't have powers, it's going to be hard to convince somebody with powers that you know to to listen to you, right? You know, because it's like well, you don't have powers, you don't know what it's like, and you didn't see your doppelganger, and your doppelganger wasn't evil. Uh, you know, all those things. Yeah, there's there's a point to that. It may also help him to actually see, you know, alternative or, or other metahumans that are not villains, right? I mean, you know, we, we talked about it last week, but after the big particle accelerator, both Wally and Jesse get hit with this blast um, that, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's safe to say that, that this is, if not the direct moment, uh, is definitely a moment that will lead to them both being speedsters. Um, you know, so, so the question I suppose is, are they speedsters? You know, Joe makes some estimates in terms of Wally. Uh, he starts asking him questions while he thinks he's talking about puberty. It's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good moment. I love that when he's like, uh, he's like, all right, we'll just do this the hard way. And then he drops the, uh, <laughs> the coffee mug 
And for a brief moment, the screen kind of slows down. Did you notice that? I didn't. He drops the coffee. The coffee's going down. Right before it hits the floor, it kind of slows down into kind of flash time. And I and I think it's I think you actually see the I think if I'm remembering correctly, I think the camera focuses on the coffee, but in the background is Wally's head turning and looking at the coffee. Here's the question, man. Is Wally right now, is he a speedster? Yeah, yes or no? Man, you know, I when Jesse got in the coma and Wally didn't, I was like, no. <laughs> I mean, I want to see Jesse quick, but I'd much rather see Wally West, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like, I, I think having both of them be speedsters would be really, really cool. But it, right now, it, just, it doesn't kind of look like it. I, I think what's going to happen is there's going to be something where, yes, Wally was exposed to it. And yes, it has to have done something to him. But it's either going to be like a slow progression on him, I, I don't know, like finding out that he has powers or something. But like right now, it's, it's not going to happen soon, I don't think. I mean, maybe I mean, we only have, what, two more episodes left? Yeah. And I mean, they've, they've said, although I, I do think it may be a little bit of a mislead that, that we shouldn't expect Wally to get his powers anytime soon. Um, I, I think that's a bit of a mislead. I, I, I believe that Wally... He's got access. I would even say that he might even know that something's different about him. I mean, he didn't act like anything's different about him, but I just, I, I, there was a moment <laughs> where the coffee just slow mode fall. Step in chat room. Y'all saw that, right? I'm not, I'm not totally crazy here. Well, see, I'm wondering though. So, okay. okay this, uh, here we go. Jesse quick. Once, once they defeat zoom, I have the feeling that Harrison and Jesse are going to go back. And that Jesse will be the Kid Flash of Earth 2 with the Jay Garrick Flash slash the Man in the Iron Mask. And they'll be the duo over there. Yeah, I agree with you. And something is, I don't know, maybe maybe season finale, Wally's like all of a sudden just going to like pass out. And Mm -hmm. they're like, what's going on? And then Barry's going to like, you know, go over to like go grab him or something like that. And then they're going to see the spark like we saw with Jesse. All right. Well, then, yeah, but here's the thing, man. Credits I, roll, right? So, so all right. So, a couple things, though. So, yes, uh, I definitely, you know, the Je- the Jesse um, kind of becoming a, a kid Flash on on Earth Two. I'm I'm down with that concept. I, I, I definitely think that's probably the case. Um, here, though, with Wally, Wally doesn't have to go through the exact. Even though he did in the comics, he doesn't have to go through the exact same process here that Barry went through um, because it. Barry got struck directly by that lightning, right? Whereas yeah. with what we got with Wally and, and Jesse is more of a wave of something. Speed force. Well, it's a wave of speed force and, and I, I you know, and honestly, dark matter and stuff. Well, but see the dark matter doesn't play as much into this. I don't think, I think it really comes down to the speed force. I think that lightning to some extent, I mean, I, I would even say, very specifically, that lightning was the speed force that struck Barry, but the lightning struck, uh, or the speed force, if you will, struck Wally and Jesse differently from the way that it struck Barry. So we can't assume that it would have the exact same reactions. Now, yes, we do see Jesse going into the coma just like we saw Barry, but Jesse is also of Earth too. She has a different physiolog, physi- she's different physiologically than Wally is, uh, being from a different Earth. The other thing too is that Wally has the potential. If they, if they, you know, go kind of, at least with the, the original Wally West, Wally has the potential to go faster than Barry, right? So theoretically he could kind of speed through that coma real quick without it even looking like it. You know what I mean? 
okay, so so technically, well, technically, when they found them, they were both unconscious. Yes, so yes, that's what, may, what I'm may, saying. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe Wally, since you know, maybe yeah, he just like his coma was super short because Speed Force. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that that's the case, man. Uh, now the other factor too is it could be, it could be that that they've both got it, but it needs to be fully switched on, right? By Barry touching them. Well, that happened. Did Barry touch Wally though? No, Barry touched Jesse and it woke her up. Now the question is, did the Speed Force heal her because Speed Force healing powers, which uh, is dangerous in terms of storytelling to have that kind of uh, power set, um, or was it well, specifically? Well, that's what it is in DCUO. Well, lightning yeah. is a healing set. Is yeah, a healing power. I've never fully got why they decided to use lightning as a healing power, but one way or the other, you're right. You're right. It is. But here's the deal: is it because? Speed force equals healing, or is it because she's a speedster? Therefore, he kind of activated her own speed force self-healing. What? So, uh, I, okay, hold on. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but someone else got shocked when they touched Barry. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah, she, she got shocked by Barry once. Yeah. But that was just, she, that was more of like jogging in memory for her. It wasn't related to her being healed. Although I'm so starting I, to remember, did, didn't he heal somebody once in season one? No, he defibrillated Cisco. That's what it was. That's what it was. But that was using lightning to start his heart with electricity, which is right. like a you know scientific thing, right? You know that's 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 less speed force and more just regular science, not even OMG science. Yeah, but uh, I think I don't. I I, I think the, the speed force in Barry. When he touched Jesse, recognized, if you will, the speed force in Jesse, and it was like, oh yeah, it's time to wake up now. Yeah, I, I think I think there there's something there. I think I think it was less about him healing her and more about him activating something within her, or, or more specifically, the speed force activating something within her. So uh, yeah, something that she didn't have prior to the explosion, though, right? Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, something she didn't have prior to the explosion. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so what happens? I want to see Barry touch Wally. That that came across. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on! Now touch me, baby. Can't you see that I am not afraid? But yeah, I want to see if the same thing happens to Wally that happens to Jesse when Barry touched Jesse. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, no, it's fine. It's fine. We'll just go with it. I, yeah, no, I, I see what you're going with it. And, um, yes, I agree. What happens when Barry touches him? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we are not, <laughs> we are not this kind of show, sir. Got to pull it on back. Um, and we're live. We are live. So, so some things happened, uh, at the end episode here that are, are pretty monumental. Um, one of which is the, the revelation or, or the decision, uh, of Henry Allen to stay. Now, he did. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Well, this whole episode was like, you got to accept tragedy. Tragedy's going to happen. People die. It's the people you save. That's all you care about, and that's what. That's why you do it. Henry's dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's dead. He's, he's just, like, he's I'm, you know dead. what? I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to be here. I mean, it, it is really sad, but I mean, like, the writing is is definitely on the wall. I hate that man. John Wesley Ship is is. I mean, and again, this is speculation, but unless. Through some crazy science, Om genus, the man in the iron mask is uh, 
like an older Jay Garrick who looks like Henry Allen. John Wesley Shipp. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. It, I, I mean, I, it could be. I mean, we talked about that as a as a potential, you know, a twist on the twin theory where the uh, Jay Garrick of Earth 2 is actually the the twin brother of uh, of Henry Allen of Earth 2. So that his twin brother is Jay Garrick over there. I mean, there's still that that's it's a possibility. It's a yeah. possibility and it'd be a nice way to keep John Wesley Shipp. I mean, I think it it doesn't quite fit and some of the flashback sequences that we've gotten. Uh, but there is kind of a way they could explain around it if that's the case. Um, but yeah, I think, I think unfortunately I, you know, I got excited for a moment there cause I was like, Oh, Henry Allen, we're going to keep John Wesley ship. And then I realized, Oh no, Oh no, we're at episode 21 of the second season. And we just got an entire hour long episode about how Barry has to accept loss. Oh no, <laughs> he's going to die. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. So that's I was like, oh, man, that's no, that's terrible. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even like, you know, utter in my brain. Oh, that's awesome. Henry Allen's going to be around. I was like, oh, that's no, that's not awesome. That's terrible. Henry is dead. <laughs> yeah, so that's sad. But I will tell you this, man, this episode, you know, at the beginning of this episode, I was talking about one of my favorite things overall. Um, something that I've waited for, that I've been hoping for, that I've longed for to see in this show since the since the pilot man uh, is this lightning rod concept. Uh, you know, when, when they were trying to get Barry, you know, uh, vibe vibes into the speed force and it looks for him. And then they've determined that they need to, you know, someone else should call him, call him through Joe steps up and says, you know, I'll get him. Uh, or, or his dad did one, either Joe or, or Harry did or Harrison did. And, and they kind Henry. of, it's Henry Allen, yeah. yeah. So, so Henry and, and Joe were kind of going back and forth in, in terms of who should actually go. And for a minute there, I was like, no guys, no. And then Iris steps up and I'm like, yes, yes. I was, I was like, you know, hands in the air, touchdown. I've been looking forward to this for a long, long time. I've been saying it since the beginning, man. She's his lightning rod. And I mean, that's true to the comics. It's not like I made up that concept, but I'm so glad to see that introduced into the, into the television universe and, uh, and to establish, I mean, it's great because it's established now in, in, even further in their conversation that they had while he was at his mother's grave. And, you know, they were talking about, you know, I, I don't know exactly what's going on between us. I don't know exactly what our relationship is now, but, you know, but, but I will always come back to you, right? They, they, they hint at the fact that there is a tie here that goes beyond anything else. And even in the midst of their un, unsurety in terms of their relationship, uh, you know, there, there is still this connection that, that, you know, they have each other and that he, and that she can be the tie to the real world that he as a speedster, as in fact, the speedster must have, especially as he gets faster, especially as he returns to the world after communing with the speed force and gets to a new, like a higher level in his power set. I was so stoked about this, man. I it, that, Favorite, favorite moment of the entire episode. I know everybody was talking about, you know, the Mama Allen scenes and those were powerful and those were great. But for me, the big, ep- the big moment of the episode was that connection of Iris pulling him away from the speed force and back into the real world. Yeah. And, and that's another thing that just shows how much Zach Stentz understands these characters is like he gets that whole lightning rod thing and everything Iris does in this show is, is she's taken charge. She's, uh, you know, She's the one who comes up with the idea. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna be the the bait for this trap. Uh, you know, Cisco's sitting there when uh, when Tony first breaks out, and he's like, "Get behind me!" And she's like, "No, you get behind me." 
<laughs> like, and, and then the, the the lightning rod thing is just you know, Iris in this episode was was flawless. It was great. Yeah. All right. So Jared and the first of the chat, there's some kind of discussion about you know, since Barry was going to come back anyway, did they kind of fail in this application? I would say no. I would say that this actually is the establishing moment. The fact that she was his connection in that moment, like they they put a lot of emphasis on that scene. Right when they're both in the speed force and they're holding hands, the lightning's coming down. I would I would actually say that this is actually what establishes her as his lightning rod going forward. So no, I don't I don't see that as a kind of a, a failed application. I would actually say that this establishes it more beyond just an emotional connection. Um, you know, this is the groundwork. This is their their origin story, if you will, in terms of in terms of that aspect of their relationship. So yeah, no. Anyway, I I just wanted to kind of put that out there. I really I thought thought they did a really great job with it. That's that um, last bit from this episode before we jump into speedster speculation. Uh, at the very tail end of the episode, we get reminded that, oh, yeah, Caitlin is kidnapped by Zoom. And, oh, yeah, Zoom is in control of the city. Because <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode with everything going on in the Speed Force and a lot of higher concepts and them being locked in the uh, in, in Star Labs, you kind of forget about the fact that last episode, Zoom did actually take over the city. And, um, I, you know, the, did you forget that Caitlin existed this episode, I, I I did, and and then I was like, oh yeah, Caitlin, eh. right? I and I hate that because I, I like I like what Caitlin can be, but there's just so much more going on right now, and until she becomes Killer Frost, she's kind of boring. Can I say that? I know a lot of people love Caitlin, and I'm not trying to you know I'm not trying to poo poo her. I think I think she's a great character. But she is kind of in this almost holdover stage where it's either they're going to make her a villain or she's just another scientist, which they've got like 30 of those. Yeah. And, you know, it's the whole thing where she doesn't know Barry's back. And so what is she going to choose? You know, because in her mind right now, it's it's pretty much certain death uh, if she leaves Zoom, because Zoom is the only reason why everyone else on the show is alive right now <laughs> basically and yeah it's one of those like will she won't they kind of or will she won't she kind of things and i don't know i'm just not that interested in it because i'm way more interested in this whole like speed force thing and yeah. you know barry realizing his true potential and uh yeah i, I mean and having henry there being being you know your your doctor guy as opposed to caitlin you know, he filled that role. And so I just didn't really miss her that much. Yeah. Although, you know, once he's gone, that's, that's, that's a good point. Uh, they, I, I don't know. I don't know that it did. It did kind of almost take me out of it. Like, Oh yeah, I forgot about all this going on. Um, but we did get a chance to see this army of rogues, this army of metahumans that zoom has amassed in, uh, in the, uh, the police department in, in earth one. Uh, now I freeze framed it and I actually posted out a picture on Twitter. Um, I don't see anybody in here that really, I, I, I can't, you know, there, there's somebody in there that's wearing like a hat and almost looks like a kind of like a scarecrow Sandman uh, amalgam. I'm, I'm thinking that what we got here was a lot of kind of amalgam characters. There's even a guy that looks like Deathstorm, but with green fire. Yeah. And I saw some, uh, like, what is it called? Like a staves that were glowing and like weapons and things. Right, right. Uh, let's see here. looks like I'm, there was somebody flying around with wings. Basically, I think what, what we got was 
Uh, every single uh, effect that they have created and perfected over the course of this Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow, they just threw all into one shot (laughs) (laughs) and kind of twisted them a little bit. There's also kind of a cool character that looks like they're wearing like a yellow hood with glowy red eyes. It's really interesting. Kind of looks like... um, One of them looks like the uh, uh, Dark Avengers Miss Marvel. Oh yeah, I see that. Right there by truth, in between truth and liberty. Right. Yeah. No, I see it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And, but and, I mean, that's 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 Marvel. That's kind of weird. No, I mean, but the, I think what we were seeing here is not necessarily, and I could be wrong, but I don't think we're actually seeing any characters that are actual DC characters. I think we're just getting kind of a lot of metahumans that will essentially be cannon fodder for what's to come. Uh, Barry is going to have a lot on his plate, right? He's going to now have to take on an entire army. Now he's super powered and beyond anything that he was before. Um, however, he's, 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 he might need some help of, uh, some additional speedsters and, uh, additional speedsters helping him is kind of what I want to talk about, man, especially, but wait, yeah, there's more. I'm not leaving the discussion of this episode until we talk about Jason Muse and what is probably the greatest cameo. Son of Jarrell, kneel before Son! Snoochie boochies. <laughs> Actually, I had that in uh, listener feedback. Somebody made a comment. I figured we'd save it for that. But okay. okay. All right. No, no, no. Snooch, snooch to the booch. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I just, <laughs> I, I, I love Jason Muse and I'm, I am so excited that he had a cameo on there and it was just hilarious. Like, the, what is it? The Big Belly Burger in Coast City is so much better. And then good old zombie girder decides to destroy his slash his mom's car. <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was funny. I mean, like, you know, I like Jay and silent Bob as much as the next guy, but I'm, I'm also not like a super fan. So seeing Jason Muse in my flash, isn't like, yay. It's more just kind of like, Hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so and that is um, why you fail. I, I, I suppose so, man. I suppose so. <laughs> Uh, yes, of course. Um, Jay, not all Jay was not the only Jay that we saw this episode. That's true. Right. So there you go. Although technically Jay wasn't even Jay cause Jay was Hunter. So Jay was the only Jay we saw this episode. <laughs> <laughs> technically correct is the best kind of correct. I like it. All right, man. No, but let's, let's talk about speedsters. Let's talk about the speed force. In fact, speedster speculation. Speedster speculation, man. So there's not really necessarily as much a question as it is just kind of a, a let's talk about the speed force. Because this episode, we got into kind of some existential stuff with the speed force. You know, yes, we got into old Barry needing to to find himself and to to let go of his pain and all that kind of good stuff to to get through his own mental blocks. But I'm curious about the voices, man. All like th- this entity that he was talking to that referred to itself as a we, not as an I, but as a we. Uh, and also was heavily implied uh, by Barry and then also kind of almost confirmed by this voice to be the living embodiment of the speed force. What What's going on there, man? Well, so here's what I thought. At first, I was thinking uh, the Guardians. And I was like, is Hal Jordan going to pull him out of the speed force? That would be weird. And I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. Uh, and then when I kept saying we and they're they talking about, you know, when Barry said this is kind of like having a conversation with gravity. um, uh, I immediately started thinking, well, what happens when the speedsters die? Uh, because the speed force seems to exist outside of time and space. Mm. And so w- what I was thinking, be, you know, be, because that's 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 what 
uh, Speed Force Joe was talking about. He's saying, you know, we're there before the beginning of the universe. We'll be there at the heat death at the end of the universe. So what I started thinking was, is what happens when speedsters die? And it's like, well, I think they integrate with the Speed Force. And so what I think the we they're referring to is pretty much every speedster in history has become this singular group consciousness that's that's integrated into the speed force. I, I like what you're thinking. I'll take it even a step further. I'm down with you there. I think it's not just every speedster from history. I think it's also every speedster from the future as well. That right? that, that that the future would encompass history. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Future, yeah, future past everything. Yeah. The, in, in all of existence, every speedster ever, when they die, they incorporate into the speed force and they make this sort of like hive mind collective. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about this last week, this, uh, uh, you know, the, the character from kingdom come, which is a combination. It's a, it's an embodiment of the speed force, uh, that goes by the name of Wally West, but you know, is, is only kind of Wally West in quotations. Uh, and the idea here is that exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's this entity of, of a combination of Barry Allen, Wally West, and in fact, Jay Garrick. And so, I'm with you, man. I, I I think that, which would make a little bit of sense, right? That when this voice is talking to Barry, uh, especially in the form of his mother, and it says, you know, and, and you know, um, is that coming from the Speed Force or is it coming from my mother? And she says both. You know, there's there's kind of a question. Well, is his mother part of this same entity, or is this more of like a, you know? an aspect of Barry Allen who acknowledges the fact that his mother would still be proud of him. You know what I mean? Like, is, is it him giving himself closure? Or are we to believe that Nora Allen is, is actually one with the speed force as well? Well, what I thought when I heard that was that Barry is the one who created the speed force through, through something we have not seen yet through some, like from what he is from always what Nora said. Yeah. When, when Nora, you know, when Nora, when, when he, uh, when Barry asked Nora, is this my mom or is this the speed force? And she said both. Uh, then I was starting to think, well, you know, Barry is is really the first person to tap into the speed force. Perhaps he is the one who created it inadvertently to himself through some sort of weird paradoxical thing we haven't witnessed yet. So he struck himself with lightning because he created the speed force. Right. And it, 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 it transcends time and space. And so since Barry created it, Barry would know what his mother would think of him. No, I'm down with you on that. Uh, and I think, I think, I think I'm, if I'm following you correctly, then I agree. Um, and I think you're right. I mean, I, I, I like the idea of Barry being the lightning of Barry being kind of the, the creation of the speed force and thus, you know, everything else that permeates from it, he's kind of at the, at, at the center, right. But both kind of past and present and, uh, and has become this, this entity, you know, I think he even says, so it's like, I'm talking to gravity, right? Cause speed, cause the speed force in this universe is so tied to, um, kind of the elements, right. There's almost like an elemental plane, uh, yeah. that, that where, where, you know, he, he essentially was, um, and so this is really kind of an intervention with himself, but himself completely transcended. Yeah, like this is this is the ultimate uh, final form, if you will, of Barry Allen is this just giant consciousness of power, the speed force. But not just Barry Allen, but Wally oh. West, maybe even Jesse Quick. Uh, you yeah, know. yeah. Any any and all speedsters in every earth, in every existence. Well, OK, in every earth. All time. That's uh, I wonder about that, though. I wonder about that. Do you think do you think that? Hmm. Well, I mean, does I don't each know. Earth it, have it, its own speed force? You know what I mean? Like, well, each Earth has its own gravity, but I mean, like, yeah, 
is that gravity separate from the gravity on our Earth? Yeah, there therein lies. All right, so because well, it's a separate universe, so you could assume that even though the force is the same, it's different because it's a different universe entirely. Like if you think of all the universes as different bubbles, the bubbles don't overlap; they're independent of one another. So each one has its gravity, each one has its strong nuclear force, each one has weak nuclear force. All these different forces, right? Uh, they're the same, but they're not. The because fir- they're in a different universe. The first in the chat uh, throws this out. He says, if the, the speed force exists outside of time and space, then it should in- include all Earths. And, uh, you know, that's that's true, theoretically. Uh, also, you know, a good point to that is um, that Harrison Wells of Earth 2 seems extremely knowledgeable about the speed force, right? So he would have had to have some knowledge of uh, the speed force on his Earth or, or perhaps as it relates to kind of a connected tissue between Earths as well. So, yeah, I could go either way. I could go either way on that one. Uh, it'll be interesting to see as we learn more about it. I'm kind of, for me personally, I hope if we get a return of these entities, right, of these voices, it's much later on in the series and we actually see some sort of like, uh, uh, some sort of representation of this this being that's shifting between Wally and Barry and Jesse and, and whomever is a speedster at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me ask you this, man. Do you want to see this entity return? Do, um, like the we, like these, the speed force guardians, um, whatever this is, do you want to see, do you want to see this thing return in, in what context, any context? Well, cause I, I think there's context where it could be interesting, but like, I don't want it to, you know, Barry's having trouble and all of a sudden, you know, the speed force Joe shows up and like helps him do stuff. I, yeah. I think it, I, I think it would be an interesting concept to something where like he could go because he doesn't have a tutor anymore, right? And, and and if Harry leaves at the end of the season to go back to Earth 2 once they've defeated Zoom, he's going to be left without a mentor. I think it would be really neat and a really interesting opportunity for all the actors on the show uh, to for him to be able to, to travel to the Speed Force uh, as kind of like a, a way for him to talk to the Oracles so it works. Mm, interesting. And so, well, yeah, like, well, in all fairness, he's not going to Gideon for, <laughs> she's kind of like an Oracle. <laughs> yeah, uh, for real. So, you know, he's not utilizing Gideon. Uh, he's not doing that kind of stuff. So I think it'd be really neat if, you know, uh, because as we, as we speculated earlier, pretty sure, uh, Henry Allen's going to die. Yeah. If Harry goes back to earth too, then who, who is going to be his mentor? If, if, if we well, don't get he, a Jay Garrick staying behind, her. he might not need one. I guess I, you know, I think that part of this, this, um, this whole experience was kind of him meeting his, you know, his mentor was himself. Right. And, and what he found was himself. Like this might be his kind of full realization of his power and, and, uh, and may come to the point where he doesn't need a mentor. Maybe he's in a position, aha, maybe he's in a position to become the mentor step in, you know, perfect relationship building for, uh, for a kid flash to come in who needs a mentor. Right. So next season, he's more of the, you know, the H geobard to Barry of season one or, or to the, uh, the, the Joe to, to Barry or the, the, um, you know, the, the Jay Garrick or whomever you will, the Harry, Harry of earth Two did basically he gets the chance to be the mentor to a mentee, which is Wally West coming into to his own as a speedster. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, that would be interesting. I, I would like to see that, but I, just just thinking from an interesting uh, st- uh, perspective of, of you have all these actors and they you know you want to keep using them because they're great actors. Uh, you could have Tom Cavanaugh play a Speed Force Harrison Wells. No, that's true, and and I I would be surprised. I I think that Tom Cavanaugh is going to stick around even if we lose Harrison Wells of Earth Two. 
I could be wrong about that, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to float that out there. We'll, we'll just have to see what ends up coming, but, but one way or the other, man. Yeah. For me, I, I like this. This was a very special episode. We got, we got a lot this episode, but, but there's also a kind of a lot of unanswered questions. And I think I don't want to spend too much time here again. I do want to come back, but I don't want to do it too often. Like I, I like, I like the speculation. I like kind of trying to figure out exactly what's going on. And my hope is that next time that we actually see a, um, you know, a, a, these, these voices again, it's after we've actually gotten some other established speedsters in so that we can see some sort of variant of that, that, uh, kingdom come flash where they're all kind of shifting back and forth. Right. So they're all, it, it becomes more apparent that yes, in fact, this is the voice of, of speedsters past, present and future as they exist as the speed force. So I think, I think, I think something like that would be cool, but, um, like end of season three kind of stuff where, you know, the big bad Barry's gotten beaten, but like he comes back as this, you know, just crazy blur. That's just all these speed force entities fighting the bad guy or something like that. Well, I would even say not even end of season three, but more like end of season five, six, seven, ten. Like once they get closer to the very end tail end of the series, uh, yeah. then bring this entity back into play. Like I, I really want them, if they go to this, well, I want it to be sparingly because I want it to be as special as it was. And if he does yeah, that too I, much, it's going to, it's, it's going to lose its specialness. Yeah. I, I don't want this to be like, you know, uh, you know, three or four times a season thing, like once a season right. sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Great episode. Great fun stuff uh, involved here. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. We got some great listener feedback this week, but first we want to mention our sponsor for this episode, the Satchel Podcast Player. If you like podcasts, you're going to want to check out Satchel. If you go to satchelplayer.com, you can download it for your Android smartphone device. You can sign up to be part of the exclusive beta on iPhone at satchelplayer.com. And hey, if you've got a podcast and you want to register it through Satchel, you go to satchelplayer.com and click on register. Pretty easy. It's a great podcast player. You can donate to help support podcasts that you love. You can also tweet into the podcast as you're listening to it and a lot of great other things as well. Stay tuned for more information about what's going on with Satchel, but stay tuned for your listener feedback as well. All right, man, we got some great comments about this episode this week. We actually put it out there on Facebook and I pulled a few of them to read and share. Uh, Michaela wrote in saying, I love it. Talking about this episode. Uh, I love that Barry was able to accept his mother's death. He definitely became a new person with the speed force. Very touching for him to read the book with his mother, quote unquote, mother, I uh, loved Grant Gustin as always. Next one up, Adam J said, everyone is going to talk about how this episode made them, quote, feel when really the highlight was Jay walking out of the big belly burger, burger, hashtag snoochie boochies. <laughs> there you go, Bell. Adam wasn't going to let it, let it pass. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> uh, Brett R says best episode so far. So some great listener feedback in terms of uh, this week's episode. We also got an email. Bell, you want to read us that email? Yeah, uh, William Marchbanks writes, okay, so my theory on the reverse flash of the season one finale did not pan out, <laughs> but one thing about it has always stayed with me. The only way for the timeline to have stayed intact is if the reverse flash was not erased, but rather evaporated into energy or particles and some form of him still remains alive and therefore reserving his influence on the timeline. Perhaps not in a physical body, but alive. What if the reverse flash was sucked into the speed force this whole time and Barry is now at that same place as pure energy? Can you imagine the Flash having to fight two formidable enemy enemies such as Zoom and the Reverse Flash? What if the major villain for season three is a zo- 
is a Thon Zoom team up. That would be really interesting. One would think some extra speedsters would be needed to take them down. Extra speedsters like, say, Kid Flash, aka Wally West, and Jesse Quick. Interesting. So we saw that the uh, the mysterious person he was chasing in the Speed Force uh, this episode was actually him. He you know he had to come to terms with himself. So that's kind of like the, the the message there, I guess you could say. But uh, that would be interesting if Eobard is trapped in the Speed Force, but like the thing you know he couldn't return from the speed force because he couldn't overcome whatever problem he had to overcome in order for the speed force. I, well, I don't know. The reverse speed force might act on, on, on different uh, negative speed force. Yeah. And, or negative speed force might act on some different principles though. Yeah. I, so we, on the one hand, we know um, that, you know, early Eobard or, or Eoblond as we, uh, we <laughs> Eoblond. Named him, uh, from earlier in the, in, in his personal timeline is still in the speed force. Uh, however, I'm tracking with you. I mean, yeah, I, I've I've been speculating and kind of hoping since all hope <laughs> since since before even season two began that, uh, yes, in fact, Eobard uh, that we know and love the uh, H HG Eobard that that evaporated at the end of season one that his soul or his his spirit still exists connected to the negative speed force. Um, I I think that's the case. I mean, I just I honestly at some point. Uh, we're going to see him return. I just, I know it. I just know it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's got to. So that's, that's good stuff. Thanks for sending that in uh, March banks. We really appreciate that. Also on iTunes, we got an iTunes review in from D town Pistons fan. He said easily my favorite po- flash podcast, entertaining, passionate, knowledgeable, hilarious. These are just a few words that I would use to describe myself. This podcast is pretty cool too, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a great review. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, D-Town. I appreciate that. And uh, hey, we can actually give away some stuff, man, because we've actually got uh, over uh, in between episodes, we actually went over a multiple of 10. And, you know, whenever we get over a multiple of 10 iTunes reviews, we actually give away a free digital comic. Yes, we do. All right. Are you ready to find out who our winner for the free digital comic is this week? Drum roll, please. Drum, 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 drum. Tron... 290. Nice. Way to go, Tron 290. You're getting yourself a free digital comic. Yeah. Thank you so much for writing this review. And hey, that just because you didn't win this week doesn't mean you can't win in the future. And every time we get a multiple of 10, we go back to that well. So you're in it until you win it. Uh, Tron 290, get in touch with us. We'll get you hooked up. And I tell you what, man, in the meantime, we want to encourage you to follow us in between episodes. You can follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk. But if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podestery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. Do you like Legends of Tomorrow? Are we really doing this? Do you like the Legends of Podcasting? I mean, yeah. Well, do you like YouTube format shows? When they come out? Well, then you'll love Legends TV Talk. Maybe. Where we <laughs> where we occasionally review two to three episodes of Legends of Tomorrow at a time in a funky, fresh YouTube format. So come see me. Come see Bo. Come see the Legends of Podcasting. Talk about your favorite show, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, check it out. Uh, it's on the Potestere YouTube channel, Legends TV Talk. You can also uh, find the podcast feed on iTunes. It's somewhere out there. Good good friends over at Starkville Labs, Supergirl TV Talk, uh, the Arrow slash Gotham guys. Uh, yeah, we, we're all doing it together. A lot of fun. 
when we do it, I think we'll probably end up just having one kind of final episode to kind of wrap up the entire uh, first season with just kind of general thoughts. But um, like six episodes being covered. Yeah, yeah, it got it got tough to follow, man. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, it got tough to follow. But uh, one way or the other, we got Flash TV Talk coming out every single week. Next week we're gonna have uh, Derek Russell standing in for me, which should be a lot of fun. Don't forget the details on the Xbox Live DC Universe Online Meetup. Join us twitch.tv slash panel to screen this coming Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Time. We want to see you. We want you to see us. And we want to give you some free, free game time. It's going to be awesome. Be there. We hope you win. Uh, Also, special thanks goes out to our boy Charlie Bach for providing our outro music. And uh, even though I will be gone, Bell will be back in a flash. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.